Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Because we're taking a girl to the reservoir. If you're not familiar with the song Joyride by Pulp, that's a terrible way to start a shot. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It's Monday. Welcome to a new working week. If you don't work, then you really have completed life. It's Pete Donaldson and Luke Moore once again. Have you had a good weekend, Luke? You all right? It's the last day of January. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? No, that's good, isn't it? That's a good thing. It people is don't good, like, actually, yeah. People don't like January generally, do they? There's that thing it's where rubbish. they... Um, yeah. Excuse me. They have that situation where everyone, all the PR people who can't really get anything going in January because nothing's happening, they yeah. do that most depressing day of the year thing, don't they? It was a couple of weeks ago, apparently. Yeah. And it serves no purpose other than just to get people more depressed and to get PR people to justify their retainers. Um, <laughs> and um, But we're out of that now. It's the last day of Jan. So once, by the yeah. time people are listening to this, there'll be very, very little to go in January. And I think that's a cause for some celebration. We don't want to wish our lives away. But January can be a long month because you get paid early, don't you, just before Christmas. It was a long old pay pay packet. Oh, yes, People I guess, yeah. People are desperate for their cash now, um, and I'm no different. So, good news, we'll be, uh, we'll be out of this soon. To answer your question more directly, Peter, what I would say is this. Went out for dinner on Friday, went out for yeah. dinner on Saturday, got mortally socially... I'm trying to think of a way of not being suddenly irresponsible, but you know what I mean. Right. Um, Drunk. Socially lubricated. Right. Uh, Sunday was an absolute write-off, abysmal, <laughs> and today is not really much better. So uh, how Whoa. was my weekend? How was your weekend, mate? Shove it up your bollocks. <laughs> Luke, it sounds like, have we have we swapped on Friday? Did we have a Freaky Friday-style kind of body swap, and you inhabited my life? In, in, yeah, I wonder in... why I was drinking Tisky in a nice restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, what happened was, you know what, this is this is a very middle class thing to say, but I, I, I apologise in advance, and I'm hopefully people will be able to relate to it anyway, I'm sure they will, went out for dinner with a couple of mates, they were both on red wine, I didn't want red wine, so I ordered a bottle of white wine, thinking one of them two will help me out, neither yeah. of them did, so I ended up seeing the whole bloody thing off. One bottle, what would you, would you go for, like a, a, a Riesling or something? 
can't remember what it was now, but we had three pints of Guinness before after work as well. Oh, cheeky little boys. Went on summer after dinner, so. Yeah. I don't know, man. Am I, I like... exciting now? I think you might be, yeah. Wow. Where did you, what nightclub did you end up in? It wasn't a nightclub, <laughs> it was just a hotel bar. Oh. I don't go to nightclubs, mate. I'm not you. Jeez, I just hotel bars. Man. Like, um, I go uh, to the hotel partner. bar. I'm just, just, I've got a pulp CD with me. I just get to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> my partner and uh, my best buddy's partner uh, was uh, were were both kind of sharing uh, the same opinion that I don't know why those two go out so late. Um, why can't they just come home at a reasonable hour? And my point is, I I think it's there's just more people around. There's more people to just look at. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun to be out later. When you, t- you when don't you like sort socially of... interacting with anyone, though. That's what I mean. Don't talk to anyone. Just so you just feel like you're <laughs> part of something bigger and something more more exciting. If you're out later, if you're out and you end the night at like nine o'clock, it's like oh, bore off. No, that's perfect, <laughs> mate. Is it? Yeah. I'll tell you something now. I'll, I'll answer first, and then I'll ask you to answer. Ideal mm. time to go out to the pub for a few beers. Five thirty. Ideal time to get home. Nine. What's what's your take? Five thirty is too early because if you, for whatever reason, feel like drinking more after the nine o'clock, you're in all kinds of trouble by the time you get to eleven, aren't you? But I don't feel like doing anything normally after. My, so I'll, I'll tell you something now. When I when I was a <laughs> I said about when I was a kid then. When I was younger, mm. I used to say to myself, "Nothing good generally will happen after two a.m." Right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So you I make a decision after two a.m. Yeah. It's probably not going to be yeah. the right one. Um, so just bear that in mind. I walked that back over the years to the point where it's literally at about ten p.m. now. Right. Okay. So I never Even... really want to go out. If, I, if if I'm under duress and it's a big event or things are happening or whatever, I get that I sometimes do have to be out later. And invariably, I'll probably think it's fine and I'll enjoy it. But generally speaking, if I could be at home back in the house by ten latest, I'm happy with that. Yeah, but then, yeah, but then you're you're running the risk of your partner seeing what state you're in. <laughs> if yeah. you if you wait until everyone's gone to bed. Absolutely fine. No one's noticing that you've crawled in. <laughs> but the, the, the good thing about the good thing about the Wi-Fi I have access to being American is that she already very much sees drunkenness as the English disease. Yeah, so like, yeah. To be I expected. mean, I guess more than a couple of pints is like. Yeah, yeah. I guess. What's so. your ideal time to roll in then? Um, what I think if it depends on where if I live where you lived, half twelve one. If I live where I live, three o'clock. <laughs> it's miles away. Yeah, okay. You've got to find somewhere getting back, how can you? you how, if you were out in London, then, then going back to where you are now, how do you actually get back? Uh, I, I, I fear I was missold uh, how frequently uh, late trains go and how late they go. Uh, the last train is 12.45, I think. You, don't, you, shouldn't, Which, you know, you just, when estate agents tell you things, you shouldn't just take them on their word. <laughs> That's not the last thing mistake, you should be doing. We were looking at houses uh, before, and we, you know, put a bid in on one. I, you know, I don't understand how it all fucking works, but we got gazumped. But the woman who was in. trying to say again, you put a bid in. Got a bid in. It's not tra- want, it's not a transfer I'll, window. I said I'm gonna. Well, you do have your bids north of the border. Can have the house on loan for a month. <laughs> I've lowballed them again with a view to uh, a permanent. Yeah. I sort of uh, the the woman the, the woman who was selling us the house. She was an estate agent, but she also owned the house. So That's probably weird. some kind of com- complex kind of. Uh, weird kind of situation but uh she was uh, adamant that the north facing garden got a load of sunshine now <laughs> you just i mean we were buying this in january 
that's a high risk. <laughs> that's a high risk gambit. Because what if that rolls on to like April and we realise that no, you don't get any fucking sunshine down the end of the garden. In, but you don't uh, have to in... wait till the summer to prove that. No, you could just check. Physics. <laughs> north is always going to be north unless there's some kind of weird change in the magnetic fucking field. I think you, I mean, you think you'd be fine on that front, mate. Yeah, I was watching this uh, video about this guy who, uh, God, he was like a celebrated. Um, I think he, I think he may have. Uh, he was kind of Hitchcockian in his kind of directing style, and he uh, was insistent that he would never have the. Uh, the stereotypical uh, landing shot of a of an aeroplane to mean that people have you know landed in a certain city. He said he would never do that. Um, and his director of photography or a second unit head basically said, "Right, I'm going to make a fucking shot of Concorde landing at JFK that's going to be so fucking beautiful. You're going to put it in your fucking film." Yeah. And he this guy managed it by getting a computer that worked out where the sun would be. Uh, on a certain time, like big fucking red, beautiful sun uh, that would have the um, what's the big biggest building in uh, in sort of downtown Manhattan? I guess it would have been the Empire State Building or something. It would have been Empire State, I think. And so you wanted the Empire State in the background and a big fucking like sun that's just going down and Concord landing. And so he had to get a computer back in like the eighties or whatever, work out exactly. It was a Tom Hanks movie. Work out when this certain event was going to happen where you could see the sun in front of uh, the Manhattan skyline uh, with that building right in the centre uh, and he had to hire his own Concorde did he really? landed landed it at that exact same time filmed it with five or six different cameras and it was a beautiful shot and the guy was forced say again how did JFK Airport even agree to let him do it? everyone's something for pay i guess like, yeah. it's kind of the the uh the the if you've got uh if you've got the money i think it cost 80 grand just that shot but it was the it was one of the last films that was kind of like that mid range uh like film that was just all about talking but ones that had mid-range kind of hollywood budgets now there's none of those films there's no kind of like there's no eternal sunshine that had a bit of budget there's no there's none of those films anymore you're either a blockbuster or you're an indie yeah. film slash kind of talky talky film yeah, there's I mean, no there's no mid range, is there? There's no, there's no, no mid range no. movies now. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. That and what film was it? Did you say was it? Um, Bob Father it was a Tom Hanks. It was a Tom Hanks film, but it was uh, it was just it, it wasn't a successful uh, film at all. It was actually quite terrible, apparently. But beautiful shot of. Concord. I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering if it was that Brian De Palma movie, Bonfire of Vanities, which was in the 80s. It was Bonfire of the Vanities. Oh, okay, right. Well done. No, thank you very much. Well, I'm without gonna... any. Uh, this is like Wordle. This is very much Luke and Petro is very much like a film wordle where I'll sort of name someone hmm. and you'll uh, uh, no I won't name someone that's the point you've got to find exactly, who it never is. do Pete do you want yeah. to know how I approach I, I have various stages of panic because and, it, and it's, it, when you ask me a question and you yeah. can ask me to fill in the blanks and it's directly related to how obscure the starting point is so <laughs> you'll say you want to name something and you'll go What's the um, price of that pint of milk at the corner shop near my house? And I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> now this is going to be about 14 stages before we get All right, there. okay, okay, okay. Here's a, little, here's a little mind game. Right. I'm thinking of something, okay. right, yeah. in my brain. Uh, and I'm going to start with, it's brown. Okay. And you've got you've got to ask me a few questions and I will get there. Okay, brown. right. It's brown. Okay, okay. It's brown. We're starting with brown. Okay. Uh, and you just want me to guess or you want to ask questions? Ask questions, I suppose. Do yeah. you use it in your office? No. Okay, is it a turd? <laughs> no, it's not a turd. <laughs> it's 
What's wrong with you? Have you seen that on The Apprentice, the first two weeks of this new season of The Apprentice, which is just right. a mad, mad show. Like yeah. some Freudian thing is both the boys' team both weeks have created something that looked like a turd. <laughs> and, and Alan Sugar's like, what is going on here? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> Fantastic. I was I was working on this uh, podcast that, you know, we'll see the letter did um, uh, sooner rather than later with, a, with an external client of Stack. And, and the, these two lasses that we're working with, completely by accident the first three episodes they just talk about farts all the time Jesus. <laughs> like farts and poos and I'm like I get criticised for this kind of shit I've got to defend this material you were, you were like we're already, we've already got one of those shows I'm doing it later <laughs> what, were you, what were you thinking of? oh dear uh, I was thinking about a, a pair of boots okay Pair of my boots. I don't think. I, I mean, I, I think you didn't I even want to play the game, Luke. You just I, said, "Is it a turd?" I can't read distracted. your mind, can I? It's not the same thing. It's not as easy well, as that. By the you way, should. have you have you um have you seen um have you seen The Apprentice this season? It's mad. I've, I don't think I've ever. You know what? I don't think I've ever watched a single episode of The Apprentice. But it's, it's, bad, it's, isn't it? it's become. I think it's not about series twenty or something. But yeah. it's become one of those things that long-standing TV shows sometimes do. Series-based ones. Where yeah. without even realising it, it's just become something completely odd. So now <laughs> it's basically like thirty minutes of boardroom scenes where Alan Sugar can deliver puns that have been written by someone else really badly, <laughs> right? Then the other half an hour is a load of clueless young people who all look like they could be on Love Island, but are instead wearing suits and like formal right. dresses. Yeah fucking up tasks that they could never realistically do well in any way it's, it's, it's absolutely insane it's like it's like but but like uh with the apprentice like you can get a pretty chunky career out of just being someone off the apprentice can't you you can have a good few years and, who and, and tell me someone apart in... from katie hopkins who oh i don't know they're always floating around you're always like oh how did they how did they get their start oh they're on bloody uh, the apprentice or whatever actually it's just the fucking weirdest link ever. But I actually spoke to Tom Skinner from The Apprentice last week. I don't exactly. So Tom Skinner presumably an apprentice. What? Oh, he's the Bosch man. Yeah. Oh, is he the guy with the teeth? It looks like Joe Allen. Joe Allen who used to play for Chelsea. It looks like who? Joe Allen who used to play for Chelsea in Hartlepool. Joe Allen. He does. I think he, he an does, old yeah. Joe Allen. Joe Allen. The, the, old... the latest Joe Allen didn't play for Chelsea. No, the eighties Joe Allen. I've, I've <laughs> no idea who that is, Pete. Oh, he's got lovely teeth. Tom Skinner's the guy on Twitter. Bosh sells his bed, sells his mattresses. So is he? A, is he? A, is he a mattress guy? Was he a mattress guy coming yeah. into that? Yeah, I right, think he probably okay. did the whole thing as a big marketing exercise because he's doing very well for himself. Anyway, yeah. I bought two single mattresses off him. Uh, and <laughs> what? He, Why did you do that? Well, I needed two for the spare room. They're, they're just sat behind me now, um, <laughs> and one of them was too big for the bed, but we managed to squeeze it in. Um, right. Okay. And uh, he actually answered the phone. What? Him himself? Yeah. Wowzers! That's he was cool. Like, Tom Skinner, Bosch beds, and it was, it was actually really, it was actually really interesting. And, and then and he yeah. said he was going to come and deliver them himself on the Friday, and I was at work anyway. But um, the Wi-Fi I have access to said that he didn't actually turn up. It was two other guys. Uh, is that why he does that? He, said, he pretends it's like a personal appearance. Well, well, can I, can I, can I risk potentially annoying the Wi-Fi I have access to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like him. Yeah, Joe Allen. Yeah, he looks like him. Right. Great mullet, by the way. Great um, mullet. He. Can I just potentially risk upsetting the Wi-Fi I have access to by saying that, and she won't listen to this, although mm. LC will, um, and he can perhaps tell me off later. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't think the Wi-Fi I have access to fully knows who he is, 
and she said he didn't turn up, but I think he might have done. She might have blanked him, and he just got just left. Would would that really be something that LC or uh, uh, MC MC <laughs> strong yeah. Yeah. MC is really that asked about knowing who I couldn't give a no, shit if I, I met I don't want to be unf- I don't want to be unfair. I'm just saying <laughs> I think that's probably what happened, but I don't want to they misrepresent anyone. They probably all. I mean, you're effectively calling a liar. Yeah, sure. No, but, but Pete, if, if, um, if, if, if Pete, if I said, to, listen, let me put it another way. If you were in the studio in the office on your own tomorrow, and I said tomorrow. Someone yeah. quite famous, not massively yeah. famous, but quite famous is coming in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so just keep an eye out. And then I called you that night, or the night after it happened, and said, did they turn up? You might well say to me, I don't think so, but I'm not sure. And they almost certainly did, but you didn't see them. Oh, I'd be doing like a photo fit. I'd be going to see. <laughs> yeah, I'd have, have a Mr. Potato film? Head, and I'd be going, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, what yeah. kind of nose has he got? What kind of eyes yeah, has he exactly. got? Exactly. So yeah, I think I it's a little bit of an extension of that kind of scenario, basically. It's it's weird, and also when you get told that someone is famous, that it's suddenly their fame suddenly becomes a little bit important to you as well. If that makes any sense, like you sort of, if someone tells you that the oh my god, this big swinging Willie is coming in, and you're like, I don't know who that person is, but when they arrive, they have an air of someone who's quite important, and then you go away going, oh yeah, yeah, I probably do know what he is, but you don't really. <laughs> I'm, I'm very swearable. I'm very swearable. Who, who's who? The most famous person I can think of that came in the office was actually really nice and really lovely, and we slagged him off mm. last week. So people could probably work out who it is. Um, so we probably shouldn't oh. have slagged him off because he was really lovely. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> no, it's a good job. Can't remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's lovely. I've met him a few times. Lovely, lovely guy. Lovely guy. And but yeah, you can judge people's art, can't you? It's what it me. is. And Botticelli was a murderer. People still like his art. So (laughs) there we go. Uh, Let's have a quick break. And then when we come back, um, we'll do some emails. We didn't get to any on Thursday, I don't think. We got to one and it was involving somebody that looked like me. Um, So we'll be back in a minute and we'll uh, talk to you then. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Looking for your next podcast binge? Well, look no further. The Offensive is a football mockumentary that follows Premier League club Ashwood City as their money-grabbing owner and his board veer from one crisis to another. Sounds familiar. Well, things are reaching breaking point this January as Real Madrid come calling for Ashwood's star player. Oh, and Patrick's going to accept €180 million Euros for Kevin. Wait, what? wait, hang on, wait. Woody, I'm just getting my dick out. Ah, fuck you and your dick. It's just getting my dick out, Woody. It's part of the negotiations. Woody, my dick. Patrick, these are the new work experience intake for the marketing team. Uh, hi. Hi, yeah. Uh... The Offensive, where the thick of it meets the Premier League. Subscribe now and enjoy more than 130 episodes. The Offensive is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. We're back with the Luke and Pete show, and we are going to be reading out some of your emails because we yeah. rarely get to do them. There's one that's been sent in by Neil, our friend Neil. Yeah. Um, and Neil, let me be honest, Neil's actually very, of course, he's very welcome in the Luke and Pete show parish. It's a broad church. It is a it broad is. church. Yeah. This email, though, is um, odd, <laughs> and I'm going to give people a kind of disclaimer that it might make them, if they're in the middle of their lunch, feel a bit odd. Um, right, not to be ashamed, of course, but um, just something oh. a bit strange. There's a bit of a bit of a consider it a warning. Okay, <laughs> this is from Neil. Hello to you, Neil. Thanks for emailing him. He says, "Hi guys, it's taken me over a week to get round to sending this bloody email. I've been too busy enjoying Red Beach in New Zealand. Uh, you're both more than welcome to pop over for a holiday. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, Neil. please. Yeah, as much place. as someone can pop over to New Zealand from London." <laughs> Um, he says, regards to the conversation about a woman breastfeeding a cat a few weeks ago. Do you remember? Yes, yes. And, uh, um, it was on a flight in America, wasn't it? It was. And I think it might have been a, I think it might have been a work anyway. No, the video was a work, but it was based on a true story. Right, thank you very much. Um, and Neil adds, adds that Luke mentioned that it, that it would be a different story or asked if it would be a different story if it was a man. Well, according to Neil, and I'll let him pick up the story... Men can produce milk from their nipples. First brought, properly documented during the Vietnam War, and it was brought on by immense stress. A man can produce milk from the nipples during immense stress of excessive stimulation. It makes you think if there is a market for man milk. And as a follow-up to that, um, man cheese, uh, just a thought. <laughs> if Pete could produce milk from his nipples and then turn it into cheese, would Luke have to taste it? Awful. Uh, anyway, back to other things. Keep up the brilliant work and talk more about computer games um, if you can. P.S. My wife calls your podcast the Battery Podcast, which is probably, <laughs> what, we should, probably what we should have called it if we thought about it. Um, so, Pete, I, as you know, without putting too far a point in this, I do have an interest and a little bit of a academic pedigree, I should say, if I may be so bold, in the Vietnam War. Hmm. And I've never heard of this. And I've tried to look it up and I can't find any evidence. So there's a chance Neil might not have got this right. But, I mean, what, what's your take? 
Where was it the uh, was it the American side or the or, or the the communist side in there? Like that, that was actually who was get who was producing more milk? I suppose. Mm. I guess it would probably be the. Could it be like a kind of story that you know the that the the, um, the US obviously there's a famous thing that they smell differently because they drink dairy or they consume dairy. Um, they would emit milk because they drink so much of it and they consume so much of it and they're so scared. Of the of the of 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 the the good guys in their opinion uh, that they're emitting milk could it be some kind mm. of like uh, uh, strategy to make the so, Vietnamese so, soldiers seem stronger? Uh, you're struggling here, so I'm going to come and just step in. Um, <laughs> so I, the only thing evidence I did find is the fact that um, so in theory men can do it, yeah, but it has to. So, but I think men have evolved to not. Um, produce the hormone needed for it which is is a hormone called prolactin and i think it can be medically and artificially um taken to enable it to happen but i I don't know if the i don't know if the the link between being in the vietnam war and stress or whatever is 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 on those i just don't know i can't find any evidence for it so all i need to be the world's first uh male wet nurse uh, is this delicious prolactin? Uh, well, I don't think you would be the first. I think men, are, so other men, have done it before. Yeah, but as, as an industry, I want to be the first oh, okay. kind of like professional kind of. You know, I'm on Gumtree. So. <laughs> how much you charging? How much you charging per milliliter? I will feed your baby. I will feed your baby. Uh, no, I would say if it's, if, if, if it's got anything to do with the diet, I would. I'm advising people to steer clear. A lot of MSG, a lot of MSG, a lot of he had a jar of chili jam to himself last week. <laughs> I kill me that. I keep, but I keep on sort of going right. Am I going to have to go on that? Is it Bogdan <coughs> bloody not bog bog bag baggin? Uh, there's what? some kind of like weird uh, diet that people who have IBS uh, have to sort of go through. Og og bogs or something. And uh, and I look at it and I sort of go, I'm probably going to have to start doing that, aren't I? Because I've clearly got IBS. Uh, after twenty years of just have you been diagnosed with it? Is it shitting. called is it called a FODMAP diet? FODMAP, that's the one. I knew it was sounded a bit like that. Uh, yeah, I, no, I've not been diagnosed with it, but it's just it's. Uh, but then my 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 food is so varied. I can have a ball of chocolate one week, and and I'm ill. Uh, I'll eat like most of a pizza, and I'll be ill. That should be normal for anyone to eat a pizza. But then yesterday. I'd, Bloody! Or, or last week I had uh, I had jalapeno chili jam. Yes, yeah. it's not right. I think I we can all agree on it. We all agree that you're not helping yourself. That's... I'm not helping myself, but I, but I would like my body to just give me the option to just I just like a button, right? Like a reset switch, a control alt delete that just dumps everything out, dumps the memory, dumps everything out immediately. <laughs> Don't wait, make me wait for five hours while I have massive stomach pains and I'm crying and I'm making smells and vomiting. And I just give me just give me an option to just vacate. All right. How long does that happen? Got any... How Say often again? does that happen, Pete? That kind of stuff. I mean, to be honest, uh, in the month of January, it's happened three times, uh, which right, isn't okay. ideal. That's bad. That is bad. Yeah, but then I don't know whether I'm helping myself or not. It's bad. Well, no, you're can't... not. You're not helping yourself. We've established that. <laughs> I tried to go to the doctors for something unrelated last week, and they're just not doing any doctory stuff. They're just doing jabs. <laughs> no, not I'm at like, the moment. No, they're just, no, they're no, just no. yeah. They're honestly going. We're not doing any doctory stuff unless it's an emergency. I'm like, oh, I mean, it's I'm I'm I'm, I'm what? <laughs> I don't <laughs> usually bother you guys. I'm not. Um, 
uh, far better for me to criticise our amazing NHS, and I'm not, I'm not seeking to do that. <laughs> but I do think that when it comes to the the phrase "unless an emergency," a lot of people mm. do need a medical professional to help establish that fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know if it's an emergency because I'm not a fucking doctor. So, you know, of course, anyone can tell an emergency of someone's bleeding out after a fucking <laughs> bullet wound, right? Yeah, that's an emergency, right? But there's a hint of that. You wouldn't go for the doctor for that. You wouldn't go for the doctor for that. If it's an emergency, you got the emergency room. Straight to the, straight to the, the big dog. You get straight to the boss. <laughs> but there's a hinterland here that exists, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's an emergency or not yeah. because I don't know anything. Uh, anything I've done no medical training you know what I mean I can't tell you you know there's a few things I can point out other than that there is an interpretation involved and I need you to help me with that I'm sorry we'll just do jabs I've got yeah, do that down the bloody chemist <laughs> I went to a church to do that and, and listen you've got COVID again for the second time haven't you I got so... COVID again yeah second time round much easier the second time round I tell you what I know you were rinsed by it but that was probably why probably because you didn't have it the first time but yeah Peace I saw that, time I saw that, in um, my I saw you going out of your way to, to find people who've got it for the first time and calling them fresh meat and telling them <laughs> they're not cut out for the NARM and how they'll never survive uh, because, you know, they don't know what they're yeah. doing. And I'd give them a real thousand-yard stare. I my fingers yeah. and I was going, come on, croners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> we should, I should probably add, uh, for those of people who get very vexed about this kind of thing, um, that we are recording this episode remotely because of Peter's um, wandering hands. No, because of his And COVID. smell. Yeah, um, <laughs> and all right. Of the jam. I, th- I think that's probably all we've got time for this week, Peter. Is there any final thoughts you'd like to give our uh, our lovely listeners? So look after yourselves. Uh, if you think the sour cream, the bowl of sour cream, has taken a turn, just don't, just don't eat it. Just don't. Eat. There'll be more sour cream in your life. There'll there be are some people out there life. who can just get anything down the hatch and they never get ill. Yeah, but I, I used to be that sort of person. Like, it was only ever massive overindulgence in food that would kill me. And now it's just like every other week, I'm like, oh, what the fuck have I eaten this time? Is it my Stella fish pie I made? Did I not cook the prawns enough? Uh, we talked on? about this a while back. You should, I don't think, respectfully, and I hope our listening community will agree, I don't think you should be making a fish pie, mate. I'm good at fish pie. I'm good at it. I'm, I'll, look, I think it's the oat milk. I was... Uh, I was braising the 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 meat in it. In, I don't. The meat in. I, I just. I can't. I, I just don't like thinking of you at the same time as thinking of odd cuts of fish. <laughs> just off bits and bobs. I just yeah. feel like I feel like I actually saw on the cooking show the other day some TV chef doing a fish pie, and it mm. looked really good. He had he'd selected the fish properly, he'd prepared it, and all that kind of. I'm not suggesting you're not doing that, yeah. but it wasn't. It would just look to me like a job for a professional. I think fish is. It's. Fish can go either way. Just buy, yeah, but you just buy those kind of like RC. You just buy like either frozen prawns and stuff, and or you buy like just just fish, this fish pie mix, isn't it? It's all done for you. Just chopped up bits of fish and lips and arseholes, as my dad used to say. Bang them in the fish pie, lovely old job. But the problem is, you just add too much cheese. I just add too much cheese. I'm like, well, this is going to make it delicious, and it does make it delicious. There's no such thing as too much cheese, is there? Let's be no absolutely fair. Cheese. I have about oh, fifteen yeah. different types of cheese in my fridge at any one time. Anyway. That is Lovely. all we've got time for. Send us in your emails about your favourite cheese. Why not? Hello at lukeandpeach.com. Maybe you've got a fish pie recipe for Pete that he yeah. can try that's not going to event- involve him having crippling stomach pains for two weeks. we be <laughs> interested to hear about that as well. If you want to email us about anything else, please do so. As I've said, the email address is hello at lukeandpeachshow.com. We'll be back 
on Thursday for another one of these, and we'll go through some more of your battery brands. I had two great new players last week, possibly three, can't remember, but some good new ones. Um, hopefully we'll have some more on Thursday as well. We'll see you then. Have a great week, and uh, stay safe. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. It's signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.